do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know I skip three years worth of lectures Just to binge watch awful shows There must be some scholarship For accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money Let your excess hex debts rest And then just join us while we start On our bachelor Hello and welcome to the Bachelor of Hearts, a somewhat new Bachelorette Australia podcast from current Bachelorette and future Bachelorette of Arts, uh, Xavier Obetsky Noonan. And joining me as always is current Bachelorette of Arts and former Bachelorette, Max Quinn. Hey, Max. Xavier, hello. Hi there, how's it going? Yeah, good. I've noticed that we're only pretty new now. Yeah, that's right. We've been downgraded. Um, there is a sort of a gradual scale, and I think to reflect the experience that we've gained over our many, many weeks. <laughs> is, it, is it 10 now? 10, 11 weeks oh, of yeah, doing this show? Definitely. I just want people to know that, you know, we like it's new, like it's fresh. It's a taste of something, uh, you know, that they might not be used to, mm. um, but also... Like, we're very good at it. Like, Look, it's not we new ain't, to us. we ain't no rookies. We are quite good at this. Max, you and I, we've been around the block a few times. <laughs> uh, we've been around all sorts of different blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I... There are many blocks between us. <laughs> what else about blocks? I built blocks as Did a you? child. Oh, okay. Righto. Um... Well, I guess I didn't actually build the blocks themselves so much as I did just, like, take the blocks and put them in a particular order. But isn't that what life's all about, Max? <laughs> <laughs> Max, we're, we're recording this podcast over uh, Skype, and it's audio only, so you can't tell us about me, but I've actually, um, over the last couple of days, I've built up a little bit of a fuzz on my face. Oh, hello. Um, it's sort of like framing my jawline in a way i got to kind of describe it to you because you can't see. But I want oh, yeah, your yeah. take. Like, do you think I should Do you think I should hang on to it? What Look, do you think? I don't like it. And I like that you are malleable enough to do whatever, like, I tell you to do. Um, oh, definitely. And that you would, like, have approached this conversation with the willingness to just change your personality lickety-split based bet. on what you think I would like. Um, that shows me that I really would have the upper hand um, in, in this relationship. Um, and to be honest with you, I think that you should uh, shave it, but I would even like to take part in the shaving and maybe I could get rid of part of it and then uh, I could make you go inside and, and finish it while I talk to some other people. Okay, Max, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yay. I oh, look you look weird. beautiful. I had some great conversations oh. with some other men. Oh, that's good. I'm good. Mm. <laughs> hey, what are we talking about? We're talking about Australia's Bachelorette. Um, the new season has just begun, uh, and already we're two episodes deep and we're bursting with stuff to talk about. Um, a lot happened on these first two apps and, uh, mostly I was pretty happy with it. Max, did you like the beginning of this season of The Bachelorette? I, I really like this show. This is completely different to the show The Bachelor, which we previously recapped, but mm -hmm. there's a lot about this show that I have found really enjoyable. There are some things about the casting that we'll get into, I'm sure, that I don't find enjoyable. But in terms of character development sure. and in terms of what we're being shown so far on this show about Georgia, the Bachelorette, 
you know, and the amount of depth that we've gone into mm. and the, the fun that the editors as well seem to be having, I'm very much yeah. in on this season so far. It's looking very good from, from where we are now. Mm. I think um, the, the anchor that sort of holds everything together is Georgia herself, who is proving to be a really engaging like presence on screen. And mm-hmm. um, not only is she good to watch for us, but she's also like being good with the different guys that she's getting to know. Um, it seems like she's going about it the right way. It's kind of surprising. Well, not surprising, but it's rare in, in the world of The Bachelor that, that I think we... Uh, find somebody that seems to work so well in the show. Yeah, so far, so good, I think, in terms of Georgia Love. She has been quite compelling in her to camera. She also seems genuine in her interactions with the dudes. And, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that, that most of all, the fact that she's able to sort of break that fourth wall a little bit and talk to the audience about how she's feeling and for it to come across as genuine and only a little bit as if she's a newsreader is really great and it's a stark contrast to what we found in in Richie in The Bachelorette where he was very robotic and Mm. wasn't very good to camera. And in in this situation, you know, we've been able to learn a lot about Georgia and I think that we're we're onto a winner. Yeah, I agree. I I really like... um, It's funny you bring up the comparison with Richie because I think Richie definitely had a bit of a, you know, reading his lines off uh, Mm -hmm. a a teleprompter or a piece of paper or something sort of vibe to him. Whereas the actual newsreader, Georgia Love, uh, is much more spontaneous and is handling herself uh, quite a bit better uh, in in those moments where she's going off book. And the thing about that is that having a character like her um, who is able to sort of flesh out and give her own... Who at least is able to be a character, you know, and be Mm. multidimensional allows the the editors to then look at the men and make them multidimensional as well and have different facets to their characters and we can learn a lot about them and it makes for a more compelling overall story. Yeah, definitely. And, and and we'll find as we go through the recap that like Georgia is asking good questions that allow the men to open up and express their personalities on their own terms. Absolutely. Um, which I just don't think Richie did very much. No, no. And um, and I think that there will be some comparisons to be made, especially early in the season, as we're starting to learn how this show differs from The Bachelor, because the formula will be a little bit different. And having this person who, at least uh, by first impression, impression stakes, appears to be quite compelling and a good narrator mm. and, and very emotional and able to communicate with these dudes in a, in a face-to-face setting as well will give us great scope to mm. hopefully have a really good season of The Bachelorette. So, Max, yeah, like, because we are talking about um, Richie uh, and, and, you know, what happened on this, the show last season, um, I did want to bring up something that is supposedly be going on. Um, obviously, uh, Richie's season's over, but his life is continuing. So, supposedly, according to some tabloids, uh, including um, New Idea, um, and I want to thank Phoebe for the tip on this one, um, Richie and Alex are already expecting a baby... Uh, and maybe they also got secretly married? This is insane news. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much credit to give it. I don't necessarily know if it's real or any of this stuff is happening, but it's being reported and talked about. Um, so, I don't know. I'm happy for you guys. I still feel a bit weird about it, really. Mm. What's interesting about that to me is that in uh, a different tablet, I think maybe it was Woman's Day or was it okay? I don't know. They reported that uh, Richie and Alex were separated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like people are just going to grasp for any story that they can sort of come up with uh, while these people are still relevant. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it remains to be seen how much of this is actually true. And also, kind of, now that the show's over, it doesn't really matter too much. I feel like maybe it falls outside of our purview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our jurisdiction. It is interesting that you bring that up, though, that Richie's life is continuing because... I was expecting them to just sort of power him down at the end of the season, and, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, the, the mech suit is deactivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it maybe next, yeah. next year. <laughs> Loses his capacity to love or uh, something like that. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when yeah. fucking robots cry. Too soon. <laughs> so we may as well get into it. There's so much to talk about. The Bachelorette Australia Season 2, Episode 1. Recap bit. It's me. <laughs> yeah. This is a good voice. I'm glad that it's uh, back for this season. Thank you so much. We've been getting so much positive feedback about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've um I've been looking into doing a new voice as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's called The Voice of Public Opinion. Oh, cool. Interesting. All right. Do you want to give me a little sample? Oh, I love it, Davey. That's great. Well done. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, I'm glad. I kind of expected it to go the other way. Oh, sorry. Fuck you. Didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, I was just about to quit. Oh, he takes it back. Yeah, oh. there you go. Mm, he's funny. He's a real I'll see if I can win you over. By the- <laughs> mm. All right. So, Georgia Love. We know this lady. She's 26. She's from Melbourne. She lives mm-hmm. in Tassie. Uh, and she really is looking for the love of her life, mm. um, which is lucky because there are 16 eligible men who are on the adventure of a lifetime. Uh, and we see a lot of cut-together footage of this season that we're about to watch, including trips to Blue Mountains in Melbourne. And there's some medieval archery, uh, what looks like combat kayaking, um, <laughs> a trip to a recording studio, or diving into a pool, some more go-karting, uh, oiled-up man boobs, private jets, lots of different hairstyles, sailing, rowing, pirate hats, and most importantly, lots and lots of wine. <laughs> um, just giving us a quick teaser of this season ahead. Um, before Osha Gunsberg Ginsberg, fuck me. <laughs> he doesn't fuck me in the show. No, he doesn't. Not in the show, but um, he does. He does return. That's right. He and he uh, he steps out onto the stage and welcomes us to season two of The Bachelorette. Uh, of course, he looks he looks extremely dapper. Um, he reminds us of Sam and Sasha's beautiful proposal in New Zealand last year. Uh, and then we watch Georgia, you know, working in TV news. Um, she, we get a little uh, demonstration of her a day in her life. She says something's missing, though. Uh, she says, your career's not going to come home and hug you at night. It's um, true. So she, well, I mean, that's never happened to me. <laughs> um, she says, I've quit my job and my career. Can you believe that? Both. Um, to be the Bachelorette. It's terrifying, but I know that I want to find love, and I'm making that the priority for the first time in my life. Now, that's concerning. Um, How do you quit a job and a career? Like, is she packing it in on being a journalist? Is that what's happened here? I mean, maybe. It sounds like she's like, I will literally never do this again. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure either. Um, Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Um, On a slightly more serious note, we do learn that Georgia's mum was recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And so, Georgia is naturally pretty upset to be leaving her. Um, But the show must go on. we learn George's dad seems cool. Uh, he says he wants her to find somebody who's going to put her first. I like this glimpse that we get of both of her parents. And then, uh, so yeah, Georgia gets all dolled up. She's ready to meet these dudes. Um, she looks bloody great, uh, which is which is which is good. <laughs> it's useful. Um, Osha greets her at the mansion. She says, um, yeah, she's willing to leave her job behind to find love. Um, And she talks about, uh, she says some very mature stuff about how real love takes work, 
but she's excited to get some butterflies in her stomach tonight. Um, I guess maybe she's hungry. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, she probably wants some KFC, right? Yeah. I've got to say this, there's probably some more food around other than just butterflies. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe some some strips or wings. Actually, did you see this tweet? <laughs> this tweet where they stole our joke from earlier this week? Yeah, I did see this. This is crazy. They're like, will you please accept these like nuggets or whatever the hell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It's real bad. Anyway, let's talk about some hunky studs. Because there's some man meat on display. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. So first, uh, cab, well, limo off the rank is Cameron, a uh, 26-year-old firefighter from Perth. Um, he wants to get married and have kids, uh, and he's very tall. Uh, and Georgia, like, straight away asks if he's been in a firefighter calendar, like one of those nudie, like, uh, adult sort of calendars they make to ma- to raise money. Uh, and he reveals that actually he is in this year's magazine. <laughs> uh, he, he is Mr. May, which I think is nice. Now, I think we should call him that. Yeah, I definitely think we should call him Mr. May. I just, I wonder where production could have found him you know like (laughs) we want someone to be on a tv show ideally we'd like some sort of fireman type Mm -hmm. if only there was like some sort of catalog of eligible (laughs) firemen and we could get a bit of a look at with their shirts off yeah i bet they i bet they wish it was me though like this isn't airing anywhere near then no i know but it's probably filmed close to may i reckon really last year yeah, no, no, oh, this, no year. this year. No, yeah, yeah we've yeah. we've had a May this year. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> what time it is. <laughs> uh, yep. So that's Cameron. We'll see a bit more of him. He's going to stick around. Yeah. Uh, Jake as well. Uh, will will stick around. He's a thirty-year-old uh, sales professional from the Gold Coast. <laughs> um, Georgia notices he's got a ring on um, that have his initials on it. I, isn't that weird? That's, Doesn't that strike you strange? Yeah, it does. Quite like it's quite a narcissistic move, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, they have a decent chat. His parents have been married for 45 years. Um, mm. we, we learned that hers have been married for 35. Uh, we also learned she's a whiskey girl and, uh, and she says he smells delicious. And I think she's really kind of vibing on him. You, you can feel a bit of connection there. Now we were wrong about this dude. Um, when we did our preview podcast, which you can still listen to, we thought that this, like Jake was going to be some sort of awful, uh, Acropolis now traveling salesman type. Um, yeah, we definitely thought he was going to be like mean because he's wearing all black and he's yep. got like sort of a, an edge to him. Maybe he's got spiked up hair vaguely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we were thinking maybe he had like a greaser ponytail still to come out the back there, but he has mm. no ponytail. No um, sign of it. No sign of a ponytail. Some sign of a personality. He's very mm-hmm. uh, nice. I think is the word that I would use for him. And he he yep. seems like. There wasn't a lot of, uh, like, funny kind of banter between them, but he did seem like he was quite genuine, and uh, she really took to him. Yeah, he seems at, le- at least, like, affectionate, and he has, like, a, yeah, like, kind sort of brown eyes um, mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, she, she's willing to hear him out. Reese is up next, 29-year-old entrepreneur slash model. Oh. Um, Reese, uh, first thing I wrote is he is a cocky jerk. Um, <laughs> uh she says he looks very suave. Uh, he says in terrible French uh, and <laughs> that like they have to have the translation on screen and you can hear how much he's 
uh, uh, butchering it. Um, <laughs> but what he says translate to, I've got nothing important to tell you. This is just a romantic strategy so I can talk to you later. <laughs> uh, and it's at this point that we learn that Georgia speaks French, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. She just shuts him down straight away. Now, uh, what I like about this, there are two things. Firstly, mm-hmm. I like that he did not uh, estimate her in any sense to potentially even possibly be able to know French. That's right. Yeah. Like, he's like, I That's love impossible. that he was like, there is no way she will yeah. not know French. I will <laughs> speak in a foreign accent and I will sweep her off her feet. And it doesn't matter that I don't know French. <laughs> <laughs> so Courtney uh, is 30 uh, and Courtney's here to potentially fall in love and he gets some real hero music. Um, he says that this experience reminds him of a moment in year two um, when he made a pasta bracelet for a girl in craft class. Uh, it didn't work out at the time between he and her, but Courtney hopes that making Georgia the same one again will give him another shot, um, which is kind of cute. Courtney is kind of sweet. What do, you re- what do you make of him? Early impressions. I like Courtney, um, and I like him to go deep in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Game. The game of love. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, great. Everyone talks about Smooth as the definitive uh, Santana collaborative song. Oh, yeah. These people, they can't see the forest for the hits. The Game uh-huh. of Love by Santana and Michelle Branch is a fucking beauty. Yeah, I agree. It's that that one's the gem. Yeah, mm. it's so good. Um, Michelle Branch sounds great on it. Anyway, uh, I like Courtney to do pretty well in this show. He does mm-hmm. seem like he has uh, a personality. The pasta bracelet thing was a bit saturated uh, for my taste. Yeah, I think um, maybe a little bit naff at times, but um, yeah, but he's got good intentions. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, he totally, he totally meant well by that, and it wasn't um, uh, like a tokenistic like by my love. It was kind of like I'm gonna be cute to you. Yeah, and see how that goes. Um, and so at this point we skip over Dale, uh, who gives her a rose and it's a nice pink one. Is Dale um, still in the show? No, we'll get to that. Oh, we should have said goodbye, but anyway, we'll get to it. Ah, but um, whatever. <laughs> at this point, it really doesn't fucking matter. That much. <laughs> um, Brian, who looks like a young Heath Ledger and blows bubbles for her. Oh yeah, uh, I know him. Yep. And Matt, who makes her a mixtape, I think. He just hands her like an iPod shuffle. Oh, fuck. I would have paid so much money to know <sighs> what was on that mixtape. Me and my housemates were speculating as well. Uh, the best thing we came up with was it's just entirely full. Like every megabyte of storage on that thing is full up with just different copies of Sandstorm. Like one document that's like protein powder recipes. Yeah. Oh, no. Just track listing. <laughs> track one. Sandstorm. Track two. Sandstorm. All right. Have you ever um, made a mixtape for someone, Xavier? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 a few times. In um, fact, yeah, I, I did it as like a bonding experiment with a band. Like j- we were just all sharing music that we wanted oh, to all play together. Yeah. But I have done the romantic mixtape as well, and that's fucking way more embarrassing. I never have done the romantic mixtape, uh, but can you tell me, um, I definitely have done it with people that I work with and stuff like mm. that of like, this is, you know, we're getting to know each other. Mm. Um, but what have you put on? Okay, let's start with band mixtapes and then yeah. romantic mixtapes. So band mixtapes, it's always just like, you know, just, just stuff that is inspiring me and like a lot of like, I don't know, actually, I feel like maybe there's a fair bit of like, like uh, a crossover between like the sad, like 
early 2000s late 90s like emo <laughs> shit that, <laughs> that inspires me in all of my bands so much and then also that exact same fucking shit that i was like you know yeah i really think davy havoc from afi is really going to explain this relationship <laughs> way better than i can oh god davy yeah. havoc that's a um, <laughs> a bit of a bit of a callback right there <laughs> yeah um uh, like this if you remember like and share <laughs> five star rating on itunes yeah. if you Since only 90s did kids this become more emo than this <laughs> yeah that's right yeah uh, <laughs> so speak i guess speaking of the darker side of things um this is where we meet uh carlos um who is the 29 year old entrepreneur from victoria um mm. he gets a f- he gets a feature he gets a little video where we learn a bit more about his life he is a business mogul who strips on stage on the weekends. I so. curiously left that out of his bio. Yep, didn't get a mention. We didn't talk about that last week. We didn't have any idea. Um, so Carlos, first thing he does is compares all his jewelry with hers. Uh, and then he gives Georgia a Tiffany bracelet. Um, brand new, right out of the box. Very strong uh, I, well, I don't necessarily mean strong in terms of like good, but just a real showing the hand. Oh, you know look, what I it's mean? Coming on strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So immediately she's like, feels weirdly indebted to him, which is the case in these scenarios when a man buys a woman an expensive gift. She feels like weak and powerless. I can mm. only imagine. Um. She wonders what she can give in return, and he really really curiously says if it starts with an r and ends with an e i won't mind that's and not be- how you spell rim hole <laughs> i mean technically that does start with an r yeah. and end with an e i blew it we'll keep going <laughs> i was having yeah i was having trouble with this because like i mean i wasn't it was sure po- either it was pointed out to me after the fact that he obviously meant rose yes. which like duh but i really didn't think of that and i was like wait what like is it romance maybe or, like, you want to go to a rave together? <laughs> or you want to visit Rome? Mm. Um, yeah, or, I have uh, no else? idea. Yeah, like, You want to fly into a rage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is this? And George was like, it's Rose, duh. And I was like, no, I um, can't believe it. It couldn't be that. Maybe it's oh. like rope. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like a little adult I, fun. I just need someone to be a bit of a technician on this rope for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Hey. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, so Georgia asks what Carlos does. He says, "Well, some guys like to collect hats." At this point, I was like, "What? You collect hats, Carlos? <laughs> no one collects hats in this scenario except you." Yeah. And um, me. Mm. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> That's actually true. I didn't think of you at all, but you have like thirty variations on the exact same uh, Los Angeles Rams hat. Is that That's right? That's true. Yeah, I have yeah. heaps of LA Rams hats. I'm mm-hmm. like often perusing the internet spending heaps of my free time looking up uh different iterations and generations and i have one in corduroy that i really like mm. <laughs> sometimes i wear it when i play songs oh that's nice, Makes hey, me feel uh, nice. Uh, yeah come to our gig <laughs> <laughs> um so some guys also like to collect cars but his thing is collecting businesses Uh, He reveals his eight-year stripping career as well. Uh, And uh, so he takes off his jacket as a bit of a demo. Uh, I don't like this guy. Mm. He's sort of made out to be a bit of a villain. Um, We had sort of anticipated last week that he would be the villain of the series. Yes. Um, 
But as we'll soon learn, uh, he's not sticking around too long, which I think is great. We'll get to it. He's the villain of, of one episode. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But anyway... Look, I want to just say one thing about Carlos, and that it is a bit of a bummer that the one ethnic minority on the show was cast as this throwaway uh, yes. joke villain character that's kind of sucky, and it would be nice to have more representation of people of color on the television. Yeah, exactly. We, we were hoping that this wouldn't be the case when we saw the cast listing last week on our mm. introduction podcast, or earlier this week. God, how time flies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it does seem to be that way. So cool. We get rid of him soon and then it's just white people. Yay. Yeah. Let's, let's do a bit better. Yes. Uh, anyway, speaking of asses, (laughs) I guess, oh, they make so many of these fucking jokes. Anyway, uh, another ass, uh, walks up the path, but this time it's an actual one. Um, Mm. Lee, uh, Lee has brought a donkey in a funny hat. Um, Nothing he better. says, does my... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the funny hat is really icing. That's the um, really good part about it. Yeah. But Lee says, does my ass look big in that? Which <laughs> is a weird... Like, if you're going to make that joke, there's probably another way to do it. But anyway, he uh, says, try the veal. <laughs> I'm here till Thursday. He does. Yep. Let's hope he's here a little bit longer than that, though, because uh, he, he is pretty funny. There, there are some cute little dad jokes that... He has with uh, Georgia. Obviously, he's been put in a weird position. I don't think the donkey was his idea, um, <laughs> but he tries to make the most of it. Uh, I like his joke about, uh, is that like a uh, fish in your pocket or are you just happy sashimi? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah. No, me neither. I was kind of, um, I, I don't know. I didn't pick Lee in our uh, office bachelorette sweeps um, because I thought, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to be the winner. And I'm still not sure that he is going to be, but I was actually vibing on him way more than I thought I would be. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see how he goes. I feel like he's probably at least got another couple of weeks in him. Um, Georgia Definitely. calls him a badass, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like a donkey. So, yeah, I mean, this is just more examples of Georgia being cool, I think. Uh, and, and other guys like just being guys and Georgia being real cool. That's my read on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, four men named Aaron, Jay, Tommy, and Matt get totally skipped over. So let's not worry about them. Um, but we feature this young fellow that I guess I'm, from the tweets that I saw, uh, I think you have kind of fallen in love with this guy. He is a uh, blonde man, uh, oh. the only in the series. He's a, a 32-year-old minor from New South Wales I love him. Ben. I love him. Um, I love him. We made a lot of fun of Ben on our preview podcast. And mm. my whole heart is just this season has been given to Ben. Wow, that's interesting. So the other person that I was watching this episode with uh, was a big fan of his as well. I found him, uh, it, it was at least uh, entertaining because mm-hmm. uh, he's quite different to the rest of the other um, <laughs> contestants. Oh, yeah. um, but he is, he's a little bit of hes a little bit of like a dorky weirdo and, and sort of a bit too much for, for this show to ever really work for him. Oh, yeah, no, there's absolutely no chance. Yeah, so he talks a little bit about his two huskies um, that he has at home and his old blue Holden. We see all that stuff. Uh, and uh, as he walks up the path, he makes some weird faces and then falls over um, <laughs> on his <laughs> on his way up to Georgia. And he says, I'm falling for you already. That's a pretty good save. It's a great line. Um, and then speaking of great lines, <laughs> the next <laughs> thing out of his mouth, uh, he reveals he's done three nervous poos already. Fucking, uh, at that point, he became the most relatable person in my life. 
I guess so. Yeah. Um, I've. Uh, <laughs> no, Max, you say how you relate to it, not me. <laughs> no, I think I'm happy to let this play out as it was playing out. But no, he just uh, yeah. like he's a real, real person. Um, those eyes suggest uh, perhaps that um, he enjoys something other than just having his eyes open really wide. Yeah, like when he goes to like a late night dance club party, like sometimes he'll say, oh, you know, a glass of water would be okay, but like there's probably other things I could put in my body that might be a bit more fun. It does seem to suggest... He's one of those types of guys. Yeah, it does seem to to suggest that he might be into that sort of thing. But then again, he might just be a lovable weirdo with bug eyes. And I tend to think like he might just be a lovable weirdo with bug eyes. That's true. And honestly, like, that's our type of people, really. When it, yeah. when it boils down to it, like, that's probably our demographic. Oh, look, my demographic is 100% lovable weirdos. And that's exactly what I fell in love with about Ben. Like, he is a fish out of water on this show and a breath of fresh air, quite mm. frankly. And I just loved that, I mean, even though he was cast as a one-note joke who really, like, did his damage in one episode and then got cut, like... Mm. Oh boy, was it a glorious one episode and so nice to see a different kind of personality competing for George's love. Yeah, and and if you have done any nervous poos during the week while listening to this podcast, please send us a tweet. Uh, we'd be <laughs> Don't to not a that. not an MMS, which I've I realized this week is still a thing. Um but yeah, definitely let us yeah, know. Yeah, they still make those? Yeah, apparently they still make MMSs um and that's still technically <laughs> what they're called. Um I still have no oh. idea what it means. Oh, I always thought it was just mmms. Like when you get one, you go, mmm. <laughs> that was the McDonald's slogan for a while, right? Things that make you go, mmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Ben has brought Georgia a present. It is not poo. <laughs> um, I think it's it's kind of close, though, actually, really. Yeah. Uh, he's printed up a shirt that features pictures of his dogs <laughs> with a speech bubble coming out of their mouth saying, Ben will make you smile when you've had a rough day. Oh, I loved it. Like, um, what a clear loser <laughs> dork. I love him. Yeah. Imagine walking out of the limo with that tucked under your arm. <sighs> like, oh, boy. You would be like, I've got um, this. Yeah, so Georgia reveals that she does love dogs, but she has a cat. Uh, and Ben has like a weird serial killer reaction to this revelation, and he runs off immediately. And he's it's like, so no, great. goodbye. Mm. He's like, well, anyway, I have to go now. Maybe I'll have better luck with one of these 16 men. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. We briefly meet Clancy, uh, the medical sales rep, 29 years old from Queensland. Um, mm. Says he was an accident and his parents punished him with his name. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's the one who brings the shaver and uh, says that Georgia can shave off his beard if she wants to. And we'll see a bit more of that later. There's a feature. Um, we cut away to Sam, who is 27 from the Northern Beaches in Sydney. We watch him showering for some reason. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't remember why that was. And I was like, oh, it's because this guy's a model. And then there was this whole thing about the next episode about, is he a model? Is he not a model? He's obviously a model. And yeah. he's comfortable with him them filming him in the shower. Yeah, and I think the shower thing might have been his idea as well. There's at least like three or four different angles of that whole experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, after we watch that, he says he's intimidated but attracted to independent women. Uh, oh, Fuck we're you. gonna get along with this guy, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he says, you need to be a special girl to keep my attention for longer than a week. Fuck um, you. Uh, Sam, you're a scumbag. Please die. <laughs> um, he says he hopes the bachelorette is good looking. Sam, stop Fuck it. Fuck you. And so Sam is also the guy which... Uh, sorry. And Sam also hits her with all of these make or break questions um, that are real deal breakers for him. So they're things like cats or dogs. Um, to which she says both, but she has a cat, um, and he seems <laughs> really perturbed by that. Um, but he presses on pineapple on pizza or or no pi- pineapple on pizza. She says no. Uh, he hates that answer as well. <laughs> it's really funny to watch um, this thing like just grinding into the ground. Um, soccer or rugby? She says soccer. He hates it, uh, and he offers her a final deal breaker. I this thing these types of things are so annoying to me because they're all so inconsequential. Oh, like they don't really tell you anything about a person's personality or how you're going to mesh with each other. No. Um, but his final and Presumably most important deal breaker is uh, when it's open, do you keep your tomato sauce in the fridge or in the pantry? Um, She says, the pantry. He goes, don't you love like cold tomato sauce? Uh, Usually girls just agree with what I have to say. Uh, And he wonders what planet she's from. (laughs) Um, What a dick, Max. We've got our first like, yeah. I mean, apart from... Uh, Carlos, who really seems like they've just invented this character. Um, <laughs> Sam, I think, may actually just be a real scumbag. Um, obviously, the, it's just based on how they're being presented on the show. We don't know these people personally. He might be uh, an angel, but um, it's not a good uh, thing to put on TV. Please stop doing it. Yeah, stop stop putting this on TV, or at least uh, start putting this on TV with even a little bit more of a negative slant. You know, like, yeah, I think there was definitely more room for the editors to take the piss here. And I am interested to see if he becomes uh, like an important character throughout the season or whether he's just being set Mm. up for this early feud that he's got going on right now with the other model in the house, Reese. Yes. And we'll we'll get back to that. Um, So that's it for all of the guys. They're all sort of standing around talking about who everybody looks like. Uh, and they have a really good chuckle about how Brian looks like Heath Ledger, who is in Brokeback, Ma- Brokeback Mountain. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't his name Ryan? We've we've had to cut about five minutes of this podcast because Savy <laughs> has been referring to him as Brian for the last five minutes. And I thought, like, <laughs> is this something that he's doing on purpose? And then... Xavier is hilarious. Like, he's doing a bit. Yeah, he's doing a bit where he's calling him Brian because he's so inconsequential. But no, his name's actually Ryan. And... Uh-huh. Uh, it's just that it's just that he hasn't really made an impact yet. We didn't realize um, he is called Ryan, but uh, yeah. I think for the intents and purposes of this show, as it continues forward, <laughs> he will forever be known as Brian. We're gonna have to keep calling him Brian. I'm really sorry, guys, but it's we're just fine. gonna have to stick with it. The thing is, like, this is a perfect podcast, so if there are any mistakes, we kind of just have to roll with it. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. Yeah, yeah. His so, name's Brian. Anyway, his name is Brian. Don't try and uh, tell me otherwise. So all of them, uh, including Brian, uh, are swapping stories about their meetings with Georgia. Um, and they're playing with a donkey whose name is Chelsea. Uh, Aaron and Reese are two of the guys who seem to click with each other really well. And they sort of pair off uh, and start chatting about their reactions to all of the other boys and this whole situation. 
Um, and it's in such a way, like they're goofing, I guess, in such a way that it sort of seems like an alternate universe, like terrible. If they ever made like a not perfect version of Bachelor of Hearts, <laughs> uh, these guys are like right on the um, ground floor of this thing. They're really seeing it all from a, a great perspective. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're quite as. Uh, I would love to chat to Aaron and or Reese on this podcast, just in oh, general about life. Um, I really found this dynamic of theirs so good. Like it's so rare mm. that you see, uh, especially on on the Bachelor, you don't see a ton of bonding um, between yeah. that the housemates and the contestants. And it is weird the dynamic between you know one of the boys being like, "Oh, I kissed her," and they all go, "Oh." And they high five and you know as yeah. much as that side of things is super weird like i love the like the best cute best friendship that aaron and reese seem to have found in each other yeah totally and it's the kind of stuff that you want to see highlighted more in bachelor and probably you don't need as much in bachelorette because yes. that's like the way that the show is presented there are so many negative female relationships in bachelor and there's so many positive male relationships in bachelorette um, but this one is, I think, I think particularly nice because it's two of the guys and they're commentating in a way that the show encourages them to do, but they're doing it of their own free will and on their own terms, mm. which I think is really nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought this was great. Um, very cute, very buddy cop, um, yeah. would watch and listen to more of them if they had their own spinoff show. Sure. Yeah. Um, I bet, <laughs> I bet they wouldn't mind either. <laughs> um, so Osha re-enters at this point, he welcomes them to their new home. Um, however, they're going to need some roses if they want to stay. Uh, and he uh, takes the cloche off the uh, the very special new first impression rose, which this this time around is peach coloured. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll go to the man who's made the most meaningful connection with Georgia, and they'll get safe pa- passage through the rose ceremony. But they will also be given the golden date card, and this is brand new, um, which gives them control over all of the dates for an entire week. So they get to plan a single date for themselves and Georgia and also choose who comes on the group date. Now, can I say, this is so much better than the White Rose. Absolutely, yeah. We complained about it all last season. The White white Rose, not only is it sort of like imbalanced, like it's it's overpowered in a way. It's so powerful. It's too powerful. But, but it also just leads to the same thing happening every week, like mm-hmm. the same conversation coming up and the same tension being played over and over. Whereas this is more of a one-off thing, and it seems like we're going to get to see it pretty soon. Yep. Um, and uh, it's a big advantage, don't get me wrong, but, um, but you know, it's, it's fair as well. And it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, so Georgia enters at this point. Uh, everyone applauds. Uh, she immediately <laughs> trips down the stairs, um, but she barely spills her drinks, and so everyone uh, claps again, which is pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Osha leaves, uh, and immediately all the boys start fighting over Georgia. This is uh, why she and Ben are perfect together, by the way. Why is this? Just the the trip down the stairs. Oh, yeah. The magical first impression. Maybe she was like paying homage to him in some way. I just think that she's going <laughs> to really regret letting him go. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's like, oh, we're allowed to trip on this thing? Cool. Oh, done. Perfect. Yeah. Ben, thank you for leading the way. Yeah. Um, so there's not too much butting in and interrupting, surprisingly. Um, we learn a few things about Georgia and her family. Georgia's dad is a urologist, he specializes in erectile dysfunction. Oh, my um, God. Which... He's Evan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's Evan from the US Bachelor. Um, yeah, Jake finds that a little surprising. Um, we don't really know why, but hopefully we'll touch on that again, Fingers so crossed. to speak. Um, Reese 
comes over while Aaron is talking to Georgia, but the two guys are basically just hanging out with each other. Georgia feels like the third wheel. She's like the guest on their two-man podcast. It's so good. Um, Yeah, I've just taken a lot of random notes at this point, like Firefighter Cameron is a big Disney fan, as is Georgia. Georgia's favorites are Aladdin and The Lion King, which are super solid picks. Also, hints maybe to me that she might be a fan of musicals, which would be great. Um, So, and then Sam reappears. He's the scumbag who had a lot of stupid questions. Um, You know, the, the pick one or the other types of things. And he seems to backtrack on them a little bit. Um, but then he also asks a bunch more. We'll see what he says initially is like, oh, I haven't showed Georgia enough of my personality. And so he goes over and he starts a conversation with her and it's kind of going nowhere. Mm. And so he reverts to the questions again. It's clearly like, he's like, oh, well, if, if I can't think of anything to say, like I've got this as a backstop and it's like my last resort, but like if nothing else comes up and it's, he's just gone immediately for it, like out oh, of the yeah. gate. He, he's like, yeah. fuck, I, there's nothing else. <laughs> oh God. What oh, am I? Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So we learned that Georgia doesn't have a problem with coriander. Um, <laughs> when she sleeps with a doona, she likes a top sheet at the same time. This is very interesting and important, relevant information. How do you um, feel about coriander? Um, feel, feel fine, feel good. What I about feel you? Like people get irrationally angry about it, and I don't understand it. Coriander's well, fine. Well, supposedly there's there's something in your brain. There's like a genetic thing that means that like some people just don't like it. Um, I've heard that. Um, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It's yeah, not but very, people very say relevant. the same thing about like racism. Well, sure. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't ask her if she is partial to racism, <laughs> which you know maybe they could bond over, <laughs> or or you know <laughs> depends which way the answers go. I guess. Yeah, I know. Um, weirdly enough, she asks him um, Steve Carell or Jim Carrey, which to me seems like a little bit of a false choice. I don't necessarily understand exactly like in terms of what she's asking. Yeah, because like, they've both like had very good and very bad movies in their careers, and they both mm. like have fairly wide ranging like but they i wouldn't necessarily say they're com- like comparable yeah exactly and the scope of those actors uh, is quite different you know i think yeah. that um the at least the common man assessment is that they're both uh funny people with outrageous roles um mm, i guess even, so even though steve carell is so understated and beautiful in the office um mm. most of the time and it's in the subtlety in his character that really makes it what what do you think would be a better comparison, like rather than this one? Um. So what about like I'm thinking just David Schwimmer, <laughs> or Josh Radner. <laughs> Wait, which one's Radner again? Josh Radner is uh, Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Uh oh, oh. Who was the other one? I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean David Schwimmer? Yeah, Schwimsy. Yeah, Schwimsy, he's in yeah. the People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, sure, give him a point. Great, okay. Okay. So, at this point, there's some kind of yoga contest. Um, Carlos claims to have arthritis, so he can't join in. Uh, Reese kicks it off. He does some kind of breakdance pose. Um, then uh, Brian <laughs> Brian steps <laughs> up to the plate. Uh, then Aaron and Cameron. Um so, but it turns out it's like, it's actually not that interesting. And the guys are also kind of just swapping in and out of sitting next to Georgia on the couch near them. Mm-mm. And it turns out the yoga doesn't really matter because Cameron just kind of walks off with her at this point, um, which is a great move. Um, so we learn that, you know, he, he's worked in childcare for 10 years. He made the allergy wristband for kids thing. Um, and he's just, uh, he's a bit of a sweetie, you know, I, I think he'll stay in the game for a little while. We said that before. Kwani actually worked for the ABC. 
Is that so? Wait, Courtney or Cameron? Uh, Courtney. Oh. Co- Courtney has the wristbands and stuff, right? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Who knows what all these people's names are? So, Courtney worked for the ABC. Um, and he was on some TV shows um, that uh-huh. we did about fashion in Asia. Mm. Yeah. There you go. So that's a thing that I found out this week, and he seems like an okay dude. Yeah. I guess having a bit of TV experience won't hurt with uh, with Georgia. They'll have a bit to talk about. Yeah, they'll have uh, quite a lot in common, I would say. Mm. So at this point, Carlos is peacocking. Um, he's bragging about his fancy watch and how he uses Tinder, but only for business. Oh, stuff. fuck you. <laughs> he says he got into stripping to, quote, meet girls, make money, and have a good time. Uh, and he hopes that Georgia likes the finer things in life. Uh, scumbag. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Ben says that he's looking for his unicorn. Uh, not like his penguin, right? No, no, they couldn't. Can you imagine Ben and Eliza? Australian Bachelor in Paradise, Ben mm-hmm. and Eliza. Oh, it's a match oh, made in heaven. That's really good. I like that a lot. I like it too. I'm mm. calling it now. Ship I it, hope it happens. Ship it. Yeah. Um, Georgia says that the time has come to shave Clancy's beard and the guys gather around. Carlos says it definitely takes a lot of kahunas. No. Kahunas. Kahunas. No, that not is not co- correct. Not cojones. Not cojones. Co- co- <laughs> um, so, yeah, Georgia gives him a shear, um, leaves him with about half a beard. It mm-hmm. looks like uh, it looks like something. Um, the boys immediately sort of make fun of him for the it. Boys. And, yes. Uh, and talk him into finishing the job. Uh, and once he's all shaved up, he actually looks fucking shit hot. Yeah, and, he really and, does. It's a big and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool as well because he gets he gets to like reintroduce himself and, mm. and and essentially gets to make like two different first impressions on her. It's a pretty um, good strategic play um, in the end, even yeah. though it is a little bit. Uh, as we were talking about at the top of the episode, him just sort of saying like, "Oh, I'll just change and be whatever you want me to be, and yeah. what, I, what I want doesn't matter." Um, he, I think he did a good enough job of convincing the viewer that he wasn't that attached to the beard in the first place. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, even even then, it is like a little bit gimmicky. Yes, um, but as far as gimmicks go, I think it was a good one. Yes, I agree. And you're gonna get a lot of gimmicks on the first episode anyway. So sure, you know, hold on to whatever you can. There was a donkey. Yeah. Oh yeah, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um. So Georgia grabs Courtney for a second and gives the uh, first impression rose to him. Uh, to which Sam yells out, "Penny pasta for life." Um, so yeah, um, Courtney, yeah, I, I think he deserves it. He made that sweet, uh, sweet gesture to her and, uh, he just seems like a real lovable, nice guy. Yeah. I think he's done a good job so far. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, at this point, I, I like this so much, uh, friend of the show, Amy, who I was watching the, the program with this week said, mm. um, if, um, if Courtney and Georgia get married and if he takes her last name, his name will be Courtney Love. Yeah. My girlfriend said the same thing. <laughs> no way. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys should hang out. They should. Uh, so yeah, and then at this point, like panic is starting to set in because the episode's about to end, and uh, we have to have a rose ceremony, and it's probably fucking four in the morning, and everyone's going loco. <laughs> um, Carlos says it's crucial to get a rose tonight. It's like being being in the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Oh, everyone this is wants so wrong. <laughs> everyone wants a golden ticket, and everyone's scrambling to get one. This is now just, if 
That is not the plot of that movie. When you're in the chocolate factory... How did you get into the factory, You're not Carlos? worrying about a golden ticket at that point. No, no, the no. The damage is done. You have the ticket. You ate 600 fucking thousand <laughs> candy bars to get one, Carlos. Uh-huh. You're yeah. a pimply little shit named Veruca <laughs> Salt. <You're, laughs> how sick would Mike TV be as a band name, by the way? Just quickly. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, can you can you just take the other kids' name? Like, because Veruca Salt's a great band name that's already taken. And, yeah, Are the other ones just there. waiting? Oh well, I don't know any of the others. I don't remember other than oh, Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard, pretty, pretty good band TV. name. Mike TV, good band name. Uh, Charlie Bucket. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, what about uh, Charlie's granddad? Oh no, he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst. Are you kidding me? Wow. Okay, so this is a deep dive, but what is wrong with Charlie's granddad? <laughs> what is wrong with him? Okay, so this guy, this guy, he like uh, he lives in his bed, uh, and he he makes his family members take take care of him because he can't get out of bed. But then the minute that golden ticket shows up, <laughs> he's jumping out of there. He's leaping all around. He's ready to go all the way across town to go to that factory. It is highly suspicious, isn't it? Fuck this guy. He's just mooching his whole life. It does kind of seem like Grandpa's Make-A-Wish. Mm. I never have considered this, Avi. I've always been like, what a sweet old man, and no, finally gets no, to get no. out of bed. No, you're absolutely right. I have been for, thinking about this for the For decades, he's been, he's been fooling his entire family, faking an illness or an, an injury that has meant that they have had to take care of him, um, when in actuality, it's all a facade, and just the sweet smell of chocolate or lure him out of that bed of his. That's it. And then he wants to go into that factory where he can find mm. one of those tickets uh, because everybody's scrambling <laughs> to get one. That's right. And he has the audacity to steal the fizzy lifting drink. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I need to start up a side podcast for all my thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll get Tim Burton on and he can explain how he ruined the <laughs> fucking thing. Um, Osher Ginsberg welcomes all of the contestants to their first rose ceremony. Mm. Um, first impressions mean everything, and it's certainly been an eventful night, he says. Um, so Courtney is safe, but the other 15 men remain unaccounted for. With only 13 roses uh, to hand out, two will go home. We go through the list. Lee is picked first, interestingly. He's the donkey guy. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Car- donkey dick. When it gets close to the end, Carlos says, oh, I'm pretty nervous. Hashtag definitely not lying. I'm just like, no one was suspecting you of lying. You're about to go home. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Like, the temerity that you must have to invent your own hashtag. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and they had to include it. And I don't think anyone cottoned on to it. But no. imagine if that was going to be his thing. Like, imagine if you went on to The Bachelorette and that you were like, I'm just going to try and invent something that sits in the <laughs> cultural cachet. Yeah, and that outlives this series. Like, it just becomes his brand. Yeah. His personal, like, hashtag definitely not lying is applied to everything he says online. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to invent, like, dull winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, let's not worry about it too much because Carlos is sent home. It's oh, one bye, and done. Carlos. Bye. Bye, Miss you. Bracelet, buddy. Not, yeah. Um, along with Dale, who was, a, who, who I'm informed was definitely on the episode, <laughs> uh, he was in that group. Um, although, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know who he was really. Um, but yeah, uh, Dale's gone and Carlos says, uh, you know, he gave it a red hot crack. <laughs> it just made me chuckle. Uh, and that's the end of the app. Yeah. He should have showed his red hot crack. I think. Couldn't have hurt. Right. If he's no, a stripper at that point, you know, do what you love on bachelorette Canada, which I'm also watching right now. I didn't um, know that. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good actually. I recommend it. Um, the the Bachelorette on that series is also really, really good. Cool. Um, but there is a uh, butler in the buff um, who is one of the contestants on that. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, you definitely get to see his butt like several times within the first couple of episodes. Love some butt. Definitely. Definitely. Do we get to see any butt in The Bachelorette Australia Season 2, Episode 2? Uh, no. No. Maybe next week. So, uh, at the mansion, they recap the stressful rose ceremony, just like we did, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, Sam is already sick of everybody's stories. Uh, he seems to sort of have a take about everything. He does a lot of narration in this episode. Um. Osher enters and says that the adventure really begins now with a single date card, um, which he leaves, and uh, and the clue says, let's hang together, and it's for Jake. So Jake and Georgia are on the first single date. Um, what do we know about Jake? Jake's the black suit-wearing guy we talked about before, those kind brown eyes. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of it, yeah. he's. Yeah. I think Jake is fairly, at this, at least at this point, comes off as being quite milk toast. Um Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that he's probably fine. I was a bit surprised that he was the one that got the first date. Um, yeah, and particularly this date. Yes, and that she was like, oh, he gave me butterflies. And she really she, like liked him a considerable amount more than even I gave it credit for during the first episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She seems yeah. like really like, oh my God, I, this, 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 the guy is, this is a... Uh, uh, I'm in really in touch with women's feelings and I can really understand what they're trying to say <laughs> and that kind of thing. So. <laughs> but yeah, it does seem like this is not the guy, right? Like if you no, were to look at yeah. this cast and be like, this is not the winner, but maybe they have some unreasonable amount of chemistry and, um, you know, mm. that's what's uh, can- parlayed into a little bit of a, a victory. I don't know if it's just because he looks a little bit like Ben from US Bachelor earlier this year. Oh, he does, um, doesn't he? But I could see him being in the Bachelor universe beyond this series. Okay. But I say that about everybody, so let's just get <laughs> on. Um, Jake and Georgia head to the Blue Mountains, which I think is in Mudgee. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's pretty close by. Um, okay, it's yeah. just a, a short trip from the, the Mudgee Central mm-hmm. Caravan Park where District. I spend most of my time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she arrives in a cable car and he weirdly creepily sort of waves at her. Um, but she invites him to come back down to the forest floor in the cable car, but it stops dead partway down. Uh, and she wants them to jump down 100 meters to their deaths together. Yeah. And it's weird at this point she jumps in and she's like, this is the correlation (laughs) from salvation and love. And Jake's like, don't drop your arms. Don't drop your arms. You, do you remember Anne Boleyn? I don't get it, but, you know, uh, it's interesting. A song called Unwinding Cable Car by Anne Boleyn. Oh, very um, topical. It's so topical. And the band Anne Boleyn mm. are pretty good. I think they just broke up um, oh. after many years together. But their album, Never Take Friendship Personal, was like a formative emo album for me. It was released in 2005. There's like a great uh, skull kind of... Michelangelo's David thing on the cover. It's good. You should get into it. I'll have to track it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, uh, she uh, suggests this suicide pact uh, <laughs> with him. Uh, she, this is how she wants to start the show. <laughs> She's like, right. well, uh, no, I, I don't know. There are, there are harnesses. There are helmets involved. Um, but, it, but it is like it is genuinely pretty horrifying. I've got a bad fear of heights. But um, if this ever happened to me, I would be uh, doing some nervous poos. Look, you'd be well um, within your rights to be leaving the show. 
Yeah, um, but that's not what happens. They are they're slowly lowered down by a rope, uh, mm-hmm. and they make it, and it's fine, and they're excited, and uh, you know, good for them. So they they arrive at the Carrington Hotel in Katoomba. I've been there; it's nice. Have you um, really? They drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, they drink some red wine and they have a chat. Uh, and you know, they're into each other. They agree there's a lot of chemistry. They say the thing about the butterflies. Mm. Um, and her uh, George's mum's cancer comes up again, uh, and it sort of reinforces George's desire for a family and uh, wanting to be a, a what she calls a we or an us, um, which I think is good. Uh, yeah, that's that's believable and feels like a real genuine human emotion. So already top marks for this season. Yeah, I've got a uh, we. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, gathering dust in the cupboard. Yeah, with all yeah. Your guitar Hero instruments. Yeah, yeah. I don't use it that much anymore, but um, mm. it was it was good for a bit. Sure, yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't really think that the Wii Fit was quite what it was made out to be. Too expensive yeah. for a peripheral that you can only use with a couple of games, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, we learned Jake's mum is a cancer survivor as well, so they bond over that. Um, this is part of the stuff that makes me think, like, oh, Jake Jake is actually being positioned, like, just in terms of, like, where he is in his life and stuff about him and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, Jake and, Jake and Georgia, like... I don't see him as the perfect Bachelor winner in my mind. No. Um, but I do think they've got quite a lot of stuff in common that um, they would have to ignore if if this relationship were not to continue. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He seems extremely relatable yeah. at this point for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like, Jake- you talk about um, you know relationships perhaps being uh, right person at right time. Yeah, exactly. He it's like a time feels, and place thing. Yeah, he kind of feels a bit like that. Yeah. And Jake is looking for the relationship, uh, not just a relationship. He wants to settle with the right person. Um, and they're really clicking and everything's going well. And then they kiss. Yay. Uh, and, yay. and it's, it's a pretty decent smooch, too. Um, she, uh, she blushes. She gives him a rose. And then they kiss again. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um, I, I'm happy to watch more of that. Well, that makes it sound not a bit the, weird. Not but the kissing. Well, I don't want to yeah, watch I mean, much more of the kissing. Yeah. I just don't want to hear it so much. Do you notice they like boost the volume of all the oh, lip Oh yeah, snacking? they really do. It's kind of like that, like blah, 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 blah. like a yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so Jake uh, at this point he comes back to the dudes, uh, and there's a total 180 degree turnaround on his person. Well, not not 180 degrees, but he he's a big bro. Uh, he yes. he ta- he's talking her up to the crowd. He doesn't want to give away too much information, but it comes out that he smooched her and they all high five him and it's a little bit yuck. Yeah. Um, this is, this is Bachelorette. This is what we got to get used to for the next little while. Um, I don't know if it's worse or better than having all of the, like, the women on Bachelor, like, sort of slut-shaming each other um, or to see all the dudes, like, applauding each other in this way. Um, I guess it's a false equivalence. It's not worth comparing them, but like, yeah, these these are um, in the core of both of these television shows. Yeah, false equivalence is, is the right way to describe that the phenomenon that we're experiencing in in this case, as mm. compared to the, uh, the the ladies on the on the Bachelor. But I think mm. that it is worth noting that this is just kind of gross and doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind moving on from it if that's okay. Let's do it. Um, besides, we've got a group date to talk about, and uh, and and it turns out these are the boys from the bush, and they are back in town. Oh my god! I uh, I once made a Snapchat video about that. 
Yep, and I will never forget it. <laughs> um, it was just you and Georgie in bed um, singing that song. But you did it like probably 10 different times throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. We were on holidays um, mm. for a, an anniversary and we were staying somewhere on the Mornington Peninsula and we had been singing that song the whole time and we were like, how can we make this fun? <laughs> and so uh, mm. that song, like as soon as you start it, you can't stop it. Like oh, it will stay totally. in your head. It's Lee Kernigan and I think Troy Cassadaly, maybe. Oh, I just and, thought it was uh, Lee. I didn't maybe know it is, he was involved. Maybe it is yeah. just Lee. And uh, or Adam Brand, someone. Uh, and uh, mm. yeah, it's just one of those ones where like you, you can't can't get rid of it. And the more that mm. you like emerge from cupboards and um, knock on doors and I don't know, it was just one of the, the funniest things that we've done in ages as, as a couple. Yeah. Was, was I singing this song And it's become a hallmark Of our banter In our house too <laughs> um, So Osher is there With Georgia uh, And Christina Lee From Harlequin Books Who published The biggest name In romance novels Mills and Boone This is all news to me Could all be lies I have no idea I'm sorry no, no, Sorry um, Yeah But today They are going to shoot Actual covers Of romance novels um, That will be released and I cannot wait to look at them. Come on. Um, they're all, uh, yeah, they're, so they're going to be set in the Australian outback. So we're getting a look at some of these tasty Aussie buds. Yarrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
I got mm. it out. It's very simple. I don't know. I was kind of buying into the fact that he was quite upfront about that and not like ashamed of what he, he does for a living because there is a level of what Reese is saying about the under-intellectualization of models that, I don't know, probably rings true in some sense. And I like that he's yeah, being very straightforward. Sam is being a dick here um, and a really competitive, uh, mm. macho, hyper, you know, masculine, un- savvy, undercutting bro. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, And I don't particularly like uh, support either one of these dudes uh, on the show as a whole, but I at least think that uh, Reese here is approaching it with some amount of genuineness. I guess so. Yeah, I, I just feel like he kind of overdoes it a little bit, like totally. when he's when he's tossing buckets full of water. And I'm so. I mean, I guess he's like he's he gets asked to do that, but like yeah. you know, his shirtless torso uh, is like dripping with water, and he you can tell he like relishes it. So oh, he loves. I it. don't know. I mean, he's playing the yeah. character. I mean, if you're a model and you get asked to do the modeling stuff, like you're gonna probably feel pretty comfortable about yourself, but. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe critics of our podcast will say I'm being jealous. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm very good looking. Um, so anyway, um, Georgia gets dressed up too. Uh, Courtney carries her through some mud. Uh, it's cute-ish. Uh, Matt, Matt, and Lee are squaring off uh, for Georgia's affections on a horseback. Oh, that's um, right. That's kind of cute too. The pecking order was, you know, it's very a photo shoot. established there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Who was it? Lee is just like holding the horse's mouth. Or no, Matt is or just like so. And Matt Lee, is sitting on top of it. Lee's actually on the horse with Georgia, having a real nice time. All oh, right. And then Matt is kind of plonked down the bottom as like a guy who's sort of looking up at this horse and this couple as like a lowly stable hand, mm. and that kind of reflects his status. Yeah, uh, on I the see. show so far, he's been given no confessionals. He's done nothing. Um, so far, yeah. I think Matt Dick is an accurate uh, nickname. We gave that one in our in our. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's just he's just. We recorded that sheen. days ago, and it's I gone. Know. Yeah, it's completely gone. But he's great. <laughs> I think uh, in terms of people who are completely glossed over and unimportant to the story, Matt Dick. Yeah, there it is. Um, and then, so Cameron and Georgia have their intimate shoot together, um, mm-hmm. which they giggle through for a while, uh, and then they almost kiss they get so so close so close. Uh, but it doesn't happen for some reason it's like really close like millimeter close but mm. it doesn't really happen i guess cameron is a little bit nervous or just doesn't want to rush georgia or rush into something doesn't want to dog the boys yeah i don't know but it's like so close that it's it's so, it's so close that the boys think that it's happening though like they think that they're kissing so if that was his intention uh, it didn't really work out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that date's over. Good good work, everyone. They all <laughs> get back. Um, it's a little bit tense as we lead into the cocktail party. Um, Georgia looks incredible in this dress. I think this is the new Osha looks incredible of this season of <laughs> Bachelor of Hearts. Um, and so this is when um, Sam gets a chance to sort of defend himself. He's, uh, you know, he's his Chiron says he's an electrician, and he's he's not defined by his, uh, you know, this job that he took once as a model, uh, once or twice or whatever, you know, and that's why he didn't bring Ten it up. Times. Which, you know, I, I guess I can agree with that. But uh, yeah, Sam and Reese are butting heads when Reese wants to talk to Georgia. It kind of seems like they're all uh, over each other. Well, not all over each other. Kind of <laughs> seems like they're at each other's throats all night. Yes. Um, so, Reese wants to talk to Georgia. He says he's not a journalist, but he has written something to read her. 
Guys, prepare yourselves. Oh, um, this this will rhyme. I, I warn you, this will rhyme. <laughs> Maybe this is the new outro music for our podcast. <laughs> um, lights, cameras, the whole production. The night we met was lacking seduction? Huh? Uh, record scratch. Um, not on your end. You were more than fine. If we had no spark, the blame was all mine. A joke, a smile, a badum What we really need is a fun single date. That's a good rhyme. Um, I'll be myself. I won't compete. Like a gentleman, I will wait. And that's it. Uh, weird, dude. Um, pretty... Pretty weird poem. A super Reese? weird poem. Um, if we were to assess just the rhyme structure, yeah, it does get very abstract. Um, between the like the A B A B, onomatopoeia B A C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's about the most sense of I can make out of it as well. Yeah. I don't know why, because you could have said badum at any point during that line. You didn't have to. Finish. You didn't have to end with yep. it. Nope. Oh boy. Mm. I want to say this is probably better than your average bachelor poem, though. I guess. Maybe. It's still pretty disastrous. The poem is mm. always a bad move. Yeah. And then, like, that she followed it with, did you write that yourself? <laughs> As if she was talking to a fucking four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, no, I found it on a crumpled up piece of paper <laughs> in a <laughs> lunatic's house. <laughs> that a producer um, helped me write. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Producer yeah. just handed it to me, um, <laughs> said I'll get an extra bonus. Um, <laughs> Anyway, can't be too this. cynical. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get to the rose ceremony, and speaking of not being cynical, Osha, look, he's so pretty. Oh, he's oh. Great. I like he looks Osha. great. Uh, he's got a blue suit, a purple tie. Um, I could look at him all night. <laughs> uh, so Jake has got a rose, and he's safe. Uh, and George has got twelve, so she's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's going to give out a few of them, probably all of them actually. Mm, she might um, give all the roses away. She better be careful. Yeah. Yeah, if she hasn't got a rose, does she go home? <laughs> Time will tell. Um, so yeah, one dude is going to go home, uh, and George is wearing this amazing dress. Not to not to harp on it again, and I'm not doing a bit, but she she does look like Venom from Spider Man. Do you oh, remember? Yeah, I have never. I didn't put that together, but I totally can see what you mean by that. She's got this amazing dark eyeshadow, like eyelash stuff going on as well. It just she's fucking killing it. She looks the like eyes a, popped. Yeah, George and I both noted on the couch uh, that mm. the eyes were popping. I saw a tweet that said she looked like a sexy witch, which I'm not 100% sure. I wouldn't, uh, you know, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll be careful of. about describing witches as sexy. Yeah, exactly, because they'll put a, put a hex on you. A sex on you. Um, forget your hex debts, your excess hex. Uh, sex, no, it's fine. <laughs> sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the lyrics that I was considering <laughs> when I was writing that. Yeah, um, cool. But didn't quite get there. Yeah, I tried to capture some of that in the performance, but Put I don't your know. Excess sex mm. pest, blum, blum. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> let, yeah. your, let your sex pest rest. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so she rattles off all the names until, unfortunately, she has to send home poo boy um, Ben, oh, the uh, the miner from New South Wales. Oh, uh, well, couldn't she have sent home Matt Dick or like... Tommy or yeah. there are a bunch of guys who got montaged over and I understand yeah. that at this point she's probably like Ben's shit and the rest of these guys probably <laughs> Ben describes himself as five and as a five and a half on a good day um, yeah. and I'm not one to like rate another man's looks uh, quite quite like that however like I mm. do understand that like at least some of those guys are like what I would say is probably more conventionally good looking Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, 
Um, yeah, like with yeah. the chiseled jaws and the the big muscles and like what what I guess we're held up to believe is is attractive. And sure, well, sense, I think like, he's just he's almost just presenting like an alternativeness or you know a, an out of the ordinariness that yes. maybe isn't exactly what she's looking for. Yeah, I mean, that's and, fine. You know. Look, and it is the Bachelorette, and after we got rid of uh, the out of the ordinariness that was Carlos, the ethnic minority, the next thing mm. to go obviously. Uh, is the blonde character, but also the the one other vaguely left field alternative kind of dude left. That's true. I, I don't want to talk shit about George's choices so far because I think it's way too early to say. But the fact that she did send home the only two minorities—that is to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, I mean, Dale. We literally forgot about Dale. Yeah. Uh, he's just some guy. He looks fine. That's um, true. Dale. Maybe he's yeah. like the buffer. Yeah, he's fine. Um, we still don't know Brian's. Can can we get a confirmation on Brian's name, please? Um, last I checked, it was Ryan, but this could change at any moment. I think we should keep calling him Brian just to be safe. If you're a fan, Brian, uh, please reach out. We'd love mm-hmm. to have you on the program. And if you can sort of clarify some of this name stuff that there's been so much dispute around, we would really <laughs> appreciate it. Our research has been be working really, over time. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a, a crack team of. Uh, Poet laureates uh, on the case, but yeah, we so have far. a red hot crack team of. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, goodbye, Ben. Go do some big, uh, some failure poos for us, right? I oh, love you, Ben. Yeah, go say hi to those dogs and see you in all paradise. The, all the dogs poo that you probably <laughs> probably left. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's you, you know can he's sell com- that man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh he's composed in the limo over the Anzac Bridge on his way home. Uh, know, there's, no, yeah. there's no tears. He's fine. Uh, we see a flash forward to next time on the Bachelorette, a flying trapeze, uh, and also it looks like Courtney's going to use the Golden Day card pretty soon. So Yay. let's let's check that out. Um, and with that we end the episode, and with that we end our episode. Is that right, Max? Yeah, I think that's it. We've pretty much done everything that we came here to do. I will note that we are in this show to make friends. So if you want to get in touch with us, please do. Brian on social media, at BOHPod on Twitter. Um, Xavier's email address is uh, XavierRNBatchyBoy69 uh, <laughs> at Hotmail.com. And um, I've just quickly signed up for that. And <laughs> yep, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising that wasn't taken. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah find us surprising I didn't take it already, you mean? Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Xavier's <laughs> on Twitter at XavierRN. I am at Max Quinn. Come be friends with us. Um, let's talk about this wonderful show and That's um, right. you know, get uh, involved and enraged and, and fall in love together. Yes, that's right. And and if you are um if you've got your iTunes or podcast app handy, um if you could take a second and go and leave us a rating or oh, a yeah. review or something like that, we'd really appreciate it because that way we shoot up the charts on iTunes and then everyone thinks like, "Oh, these guys, what about that?" Hey. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Or, um we I shoot imagine up that's how in people the same way that talk. Ben might shoot up um nothing. <laughs> uh all right, well, cool. That's the end of the episode. I'm going to go and do like six nervous poos in anticipation of all the good reviews that you're going to leave. Yeah, um, hell yeah. Yep, so excited about that. Um, uh, anything else? Thank maybe? you, guys. Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining us again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like this thing means a lot to me, mm-hmm. and like just getting to sit here and talk to my friends and say important words to them uh, is really great. And so, um, to my friends and everyone, whether I know them or not, like there's just one important thing that I think I should say, oh, and that All is right. that, well, and, I, and I say I it every good, time yeah, as well. Right. As always, you know, it's not just one off. This is like a hundred. 
uh, probably 365 days a year, if I'm honest. Although I don't record the podcast all that often because I'm, I'm busy and stuff. But, How often uh, you do you know, record the podcast? Uh, roughly once every week. And, mm, okay. uh, and, you know, you can stay tuned for oh, episodes coming on this. Sundays or Mondays. I made a mistake. Um, but until then, as always, okay. I wish well, you goodbye. all the best. <laughs>